and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am the Bathroom Princess Sarah. This week we are looking at the May Young Classic look back from last year. So make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Android and guess what? We're on Spotify! Yay! Yay! Um, so obviously just search Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Leave us a nice little review. Give us five stars if you want. In the words of Ross, six, seven, give us all the stars. But we do welcome all feedback. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are at Suplex Retweet on all of them. Joining me today, I have a great selection of panellists with me. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Starting right across from me on the right, this man actually physically grounded his daughter because he knew that we would actually prefer to have her on the show than him. <laughs> it's Gary Kieran. Hello, hi Gary. Uh, hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Much better than Lucy, who's going to be listening to this from the comfort of her bedroom as she's grounded. Lucy, I love you more. <laughs> and sitting next to him, hailing from wherever his accent changes, <laughs> still punching above his weight, he is the knockout artist that is Stephen Wilson. Uh, can I say, uh, Quacko must have some sort of psychic abilities because he deleted the countdown on the, on the intro just before Pittsburgh and Extreme Rules happened and it became so annoying that people were never want to hear a countdown again so that's why he's the best in the biz. Ah, yes, well, he did, he did lead me the, you know, the whole punching above his weight. Of course <laughs> he did. <laughs> I, said, I, I got approval from said person punching above my weight. <laughs> and sitting to his side, there was a fight between Billy and Bart Gunn of the McLeod household Kitchen sinks were used, and Ross is now in the washing machine. <laughs> it's Scott McLeod. Hi, Scott. Hi. <laughs> Please tell me that like, Ross is going to kill me for that. <laughs> you think we're going to get on this show for everything. Right, well, we're happy you're the one that won. Okay. And finally, rounding off my panel, in true Nathan Fisher style, <laughs> she got screwed out of a point in the current sweepstake, but it was her own fault. It's Jamie Mason. That one point was my own fault. Ross actually screwed me out of another point. Damn Ross. <laughs> Damn Ross. And sitting next to me, coming fresh off being used as a visual aid to prove that Sean Walker was not indeed black, <laughs> it is Kwaku AJ. What's up, what's up? <laughs> How are you today, Kwaku? I'm good, I'm ready to rock and roll. The Cradle Mentors? Yes. Damn sweet. Right, so we'll dive right into this. We are looking at the May Young Classic from last year. So I'll open this up to the panel. Obviously, we're discussing the concept of the show. <laughs> oh my god! Now that's a great start to me hosting. We're ready to start discuss the concept of the show. So Gary, do you want to start us off? Oh, the May Young Classic. Um, I really enjoyed the May Young Classic. I remember sitting when it got released. Uh, Lucy and I would sit, and over the course of most of the week, we watched the, the four episodes that came out at one time. Uh, it was an interesting one. I think it was certainly an experiment for WWE, and they'd never released anything on the network in the way that they had done. I think. If I remember right, the viewing figures, the amount of people that watched the May Young Classic, I think one time that had higher viewing figures than SummerSlam on the network. Um, I thought really a couple, couple of things, as of in a high level, sent a message for WWE about how seriously they were taking uh, women's wrestling and that there was opportunity there. 
but on a more practical level, WWE drastically needed more female performers, didn't mm. they? And it created a great opportunity for so many folk to get involved, all 32 of them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 32. Quite a, quite a stacked number, obviously. It was quite similar to what they had in the Cruiserweight Classic the year before, and it's obviously where they took the format from, pretty much bringing guys from all over the world, obviously with guys from Japan, uh, even here in Scotland, Germany, so many, I can't even, I've got a list here actually, but I can't really remember off the top of my head, but just everywhere, you know, came from absolutely all. Yeah, there was a real concerted effort, wasn't there, to make sure they had a diversity of performers in terms of background, nationality, and mm-hmm. look, and ring style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, and I think it worked quite well, because obviously different countries have different styles of wrestling, they obviously say that over here we've got quite a strong style, obviously in Mexico was a luchador, so having that mix of styles would work better, and over, especially when there's 32 people in it, you want to have you can't have the same style for 32 people. It just gets boring and mean. Ask uh, Brock Lesnar, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I'll ask you. Obviously, obviously, being one of my other panelists on the historic all women show, what does this mean to have an all women's tournament? I think it was a it was a really good start from the revolution that was apparently meant to be happening. But look at it now. Um, it opened up a lot of doors for people that might not have had those opportunities otherwise. Like, and even at that, having the people from all around the world. So you had like, I don't know, the woman from China, and she had like her own gimmick was her tradition. Anybody remember the name? Zaya Lee. That one. Um, or they went out in the first room. <laughs> <laughs> they were being like made fun of. Their traditions, like they usually do, like if you look at Seamus and you look at Brad Mews Barron and stuff like that, what they used to what, do. What, in when he's a leprechaun? That's <laughs> also, yeah. It's um, actually called that lots of troll. Oh my god, yes. It's called something else as well. <laughs> we will not discuss that. <laughs> but they took it seriously, just like they took the wrestling seriously, and that was, that was a good start. And yeah, I remember it being a great thing when I was nice. It kind of felt like something that you knew was going to happen eventually, because it started, started having like previous that the first there were women selling a sale, they had the women's mind in the bank, they done a... Historic! Yeah, they there done a women's uh, Ironman match on the main water and they got there first. But uh, I felt like something inevitable was going to happen make like this, because they had the Cruiserweight Classic, you had the UK tournament, so it felt inevitable that women were, were going to be an all-women tournament, and it also gave people a chance to, and WWE, who may have not watched a lot of independent wrestling, i.e. people like Dave, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to see this all these uh, great women from around the world who uh, you may not have seen before and close them off to a new audience. Isn't it great to have a show without Ross and it? I know. This is incredible. We should do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> no shade thrown whatsoever. But I think the guys make some really good points. Like Jamie was talking about the the background of people, because we also have, uh, I'll probably get the pronunciation wrong, Kavita Deva from India as close, well. actually, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, her traditions came across in that as well. But Scott was saying about it being inevitable. Yeah. I, I would say yes, but at that time, I, I, it came, seemed to come quite early, and I think there's many other things WWE could have done in terms of the women's evolution before they got to the to women tournament, it felt like quite a big jump forward in my view. Well, see, like in my opinion, I think it came kind of at the right time because obviously they were like straight bang in the middle of this women's revolution. But they just—I don't think they realised just how diverse all these wrestlers could actually be, and I don't think they actually had the resources to even try and get like contact them and all that sort of stuff. They're just like. 
now we'll just deal with the lassies from NXT, we'll, we'll do this, we'll do that. But so, but what does everyone think of the choice of women that's involved? Uh, Jamie, I'll start with you. I haven't enjoyed it. Um, I don't watch a lot of wrestling outside, like local promotions and that. So a lot of them were quite new to me, and especially their styles. Like even when you had Kayla Ray versus the it was very two different styles, but it was hard hitting and it was fast and it was really enjoyable either way. And it was great to see that across the board. Yeah, uh, all of these women, uh, I've heard the name, I knew they had a better reputation, but I hadn't actually seen them wrestle before, so it was great to get to see that. And uh, not mean this is kind of disrespect, but like any tournament, there are some women who are great and are going to go far, but there are ones that you look at and you can tell are kind of going to be first round kind of fodder for some of the more style stars. Like, well, it happened in the, in the Cruiserweight Classic, it happened in the, <laughs> happened in the UK tournament. People are getting a weird looks, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Does he even look like he's going to lunge at you? No, 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 I, 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 think, I think he's actually right, because you can't really have a, a tournament of like 32 top-class people who you think every single one of them is going to win. You need to have some cannon fodder. You need to have people who you think, oh, there'd be absolutely no chance. It's the same in the UK tournament, the same in the Cruiserweight Classic. Granted, with the Cruiserweight Classic, one of those guys that went in the first round was now the top guy in the brand, apart from the champ, Mustafa Ali. Exactly, so, you never, yeah. so you never really know, and you had some of that in this tournament as well, the likes of Vanessa Bourne. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, she went out in the first round, but she's, but she's went on to NXT. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, not the point that... Not that she should have done that. Well, she was against uh, Serena Deep, who was, I thought, when she was initially on the roster, the first time she was very yeah. underused and released unfairly oh, in my yeah. eyes. So, um, she was against an experience. And she was going to be a whole thing, but I know who they well, see, finally, we'll wind up before we move on to our next discussion, but do you think 32 women was too many for this particular tournament? Gary, I'll start with you. No, I'm going to say, I think it's, in the, like the guys were saying, inevitable that some of the some of the talent don't get the spotlight that you would like or they deserve, and in our case, unfortunately, one of those was Glasgow's own Kaylee Ray, who was a last minute addition to the tournament was she came on quite, it was announced quite late her participation mm-hmm. and unfortunately I think we'd all like to see her go much further but unfortunately she was one of the ones that went out earlier. In hindsight I'd probably say no. It added to the sort of episodic feel of this uh, tournament and how it went on over the pace of the month that it was streaming yeah. for wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah I probably in hindsight say no 32 is okay. This may when we come on to talk about next year's uh, tournament, more interesting, how many of these people are going to be back next oh, year? Yeah. Some of the ones that fell at the first hurdle get a chance to go at it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Gary was right. The way they kind of presented with the fact that it was 10 episodes meant 32 was right. Obviously, we had the UK tournament, uh, they kind of did a tournament kind of in one, one night, kind of two nights. So, mm-hmm. having a smaller amount of people in that type of tournament made a bit more sense. Yeah. But because this was all for as long a time as it was, 32 was right just to keep it ticking and going. If there's less episodes, then you get less people, I think. But I would take with nine episodes, 32 was perfect, I think. No, I don't think it was too many because this same format kind of works like Cruise Lake Classic, so I don't see why it wouldn't work for a women's tournament. I think it was perfect the way it was. Um, as the guys were saying about how obviously there were the favourites to go out quite early and at the time that was a bit bitter and you, you, you don't want to watch it past that but when I watched it recently it was just more enjoying the matches and the actual storytelling of the matches as well were very good even though the storylines weren't progressing. 
Yeah, yeah. Bracket, do you have anything to add? Ferreter is just right, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it makes the brackets that it is 2 2 2 in the final. You'd have to have either 16 or 32. Mm -hmm. I think certain 32 is the right way, especially if you're going around the world, they scoop up talent from all sorts of places. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, 32, all good. Yeah, I think with the American, like, the American countries that are being represented, 32 fold with a perfect number. And Just more people I think, from Britain would have been nice, obviously. Yes, yes, I mean, yeah. I think we were, what we only had, what we had, Aisha Raymond, we had yeah. Kayla Ray, we had Viper. Yeah, okay. Viper Nevin. Sorry, she's, Sorry, she's, Piper Nevin to the WWE Universe <laughs> who are listening to us. You can class Tony Storm. Uh, she lives in Liverpool, she's, 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 she's an honorary Brit. Right, so we'll talk about the first couple of rounds. Obviously these were episodes 1 to 6 that were streaming on the WWE Network. So Stephen, I'll start with you. Favourite match of round 1 and 2? Uh, well, it, both the matches we Kyrie saying uh, stood out to me. I thought they were excellent. Uh, in particular, the match with Bianca Belair. I thought it was a brilliant match in the first two rounds. So, so you, you actually love the fact that she uses her hair as a whip, so... It's brutal. <laughs> and it was the fact that they kind of, um, they pushed uh, Bianca Belair to be kind of like, they were saying, oh, oh she's fresh, you know, she's, she's an all-round athlete, and she came so close to beating the person they classed as the favourite in Kairi Sane, but I personally thought both of Kairi Sane's matches were actually really good. Uh, the one with Tessa Blanchard as well, uh, probably the pick of the first round. So, you know, either with Kairi Sane, I would say. Yeah. Gary, how about you? Yeah, Stephen took the words out of my mouth. Carrie Sane and Tessa Blanchard was my favourite of the probably part of the tournament, but certainly of the first two rounds, they were good. It was quite nice in this. There was a couple of uh, people that stood out for me in this first two rounds. Uh, one, I was quite surprised that she got eliminated, Jazzy Galbert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, um, oh, on my nose, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I watched back last night um, the six women tag match they had in the special and she was so over with the crowd they oh. were loving her at it and um but she stood out then i quite liked the story of serena deeb getting a chance back in those first two rounds and the story they told which went on throughout all the way through the semi-finals of mercedes martinez and her last chance of making it in the big oh. thing yeah i've never seen much of mercedes martinez yeah. until this tournament and they obviously talked about how much as well, like she's had so many years' experience, and it was a good chance, again, as we talked about, to see a lot of these people that you don't really get the same exposure to because they're on the smaller independents in America. And you obviously see the likes of Lingbon and New Japan, but ones who are in the smaller territories, it's good to get them to get the chance. Yeah, I'd say, again, the match story I mentioned, Tessa Blanchard be carried in, probably my favourite matches in the entire tournament, because, like I said, there are people who are in the first round, you can't tell, or just there, you lose to somebody else who's more established. This is one of the ones where you like either of them could have went through and you wanted to see either of them advance, so it kind of added to the drama that you don't want to see either of them go. And it's the same as we won't see Tessa Blanchard probably miss your one because she's just saying that long-term deal with the impact. They, they missed that. They missed that. No higher than her after that one. That I think was she, actually, she actually turned empty. I'm sure. Of all people. <laughs> it was for Fredo, we all know that. And Joe Hendry. It was for that. Uh, another person who impressed me in both rounds was uh, Mia Yim. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we didn't see more of her and Mercedes Martinez. It was instant that both of them were probably got signed shortly after, but we didn't actually see too much from them afterwards. I'm actually really surprised we didn't snatch her off. Obviously, yeah. I watched the match that she had with Casey not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Absolutely brilliant match. 
Did I make a point? Yes. I'm so impressed with how all of you are saying all these names of our points of the resident translator here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We've learned well. Uh-huh. Just wait till we start talking about next next year's participants. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll, yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah we'll I'm, I'm happy to eat some of my sweeties instead. <laughs> yeah, we brought, we brought some Haribo for Papi Sweezies. Other sweeties aren't available, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how are you? Um, I'm actually going to go with a different match. That's the one that Gary mentioned was Abby versus Jazzy, was the standout for me. Um, obviously, the good storytelling at the start, they played off the whole big versus little. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't need any crowd work, like the crowd was behind both of them. Like one minute they were cheering up for Abby to get a comeback, and then the next minute they wanted her to tap out. And then obviously, the upset finish. It just, it was one of those where they went absolutely beautifully. Like, you couldn't fault it at all. As much as I was mad that Jazzy didn't get through, I actually don't mind. We talk about controversies on this show. That was a controversy. That was a <laughs> If you look at that end of the bracket, she could have made it all the way to the semi. She could have. And also, like, <laughs> Justice. Vanessa Justice for Jazzy. Stand out to me, like, just with her aggression and her swinging net breaker, like, I just fell over. I was absolutely lovely. See, I think probably see like my favourite match. I don't actually have a favourite match out of the first round. Like they were actually all really good. But obviously, like Santana Garrett versus Piper Niven. I, I actually love that match. Again, they played off. I, I don't like the fact that they kept playing off of Piper's size. She's mm-hmm. the big lassie. She's the big lassie. Who keeps a crap if she's the big lassie? It's like it's like you have like the ultimate underdog versus like this big wrecking ball, and yet she like it was just the more. What's the word? The actual technical wrestling skills that they both actually presented. Yeah. I was so impressed with. Can I say another one? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just a point that was with the result. Uh, watching it back the same thing, uh, Contessa Suhey versus Kaylee Ray. Oh, actually, I love that match. It's actually much better than I went. I think I didn't go in where the high reason that match. I think it's got a still bit power that Kaylee lost. So I wanted like, my goodness, this is better than I remember it being. See, another thing as well, I don't, we talked about it earlier on before the show, I can't really remember already. Uh, we talk about the fact that Nixon knew. It was meant yes, to be in the, yes. in the tournament. Yeah. If you kind of look at the way her, she was replaced by Mar- Miranda. Clark, I need you here. <laughs> <laughs> Salinas, thank you. Uh, she re- uh, she was replaced by her. So if you kind of look how the bracket went, we could have had Nixon Newell versus the Coca Kai, the Battle of Team Kick. Aye, Battle of Team Kick. That would have been absolutely amazing. That would have been even worse than Champa Gargano vibes. Uh, Miranda Salinas. Thank you. There we go. There you go. The Russian translator is back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm able to see the two actually go ahead because obviously the on the house shows in the NXT they're killing it as a team and I hope to see the next thing they'll with a new name. Stephanie. Stephanie Newell, is it not? Tegan Knox. No, it's Tegan Knox. Is it Tegan Knox now? I think Stephanie Newell is her actual name, but that's the name she's been given Tegan Knox. I think it's worth just going back to something Jamie touched on there. The crowd were really hot throughout this and they made it. They helped get sucked into it. In my case, I've got to admit, I, I did not know a lot of these performers before this started. And it's interesting because WWE re recorded the commentary on it, didn't they? And they edited mm-hmm. out all the backstage interviews and skits they've done with Alundra Blaze. So it must be some point during the process where they thought, you know what, what the story we were telling is not the story now we want to tell. I'd love to know what that point was. Must have been awkward for somebody making that phone call to the Lundra Blaze. I wonder who drew the short straw. Oh dear. Did you not see her on the 2018 Rumble kickoff? I think we dodged the bullet with that one. Oh yes. <laughs> but yeah, we see with the crowd, though. Things because it's in Tuesday. Tuesday's not a massive 
you know, so only a certain amount of number of people can get in. And mm -hmm. Usually, it tends to be the most hard for fans. A lot of them are going to know who these people are, so it's going to create a fair atmosphere. Right. I'll go around the panel. I'll ask from the first round only. Who was your standout performer? So, Jamie, I'll start with you. Oh, wait, I'm catching a lot, partner. That's exactly oh, why I did oh, that. Oh, I got that gear, there you go. She did fail, but. Hold on a minute, Jamie gets a horrible. You know, that stomach's right next to me, and you should have asked me yeah. to I'm, I'm walking out here. I'm supposed to be completely professional here. You guys are making this so hard. What, what was the question? What was the question? I'll ask to you later. Gary, I'll start with you. Who was your standout performer from round one? You guys suck. I didn't do anything. <laughs> she lost, but I thought Tess, Tessa Blanchard looked like an absolute star in this one. And just goes, something shows how in wrestling, even lose when you lose and you lose right, you can still look good. So I thought she was an absolute star in this first round. Yeah. Uh I would probably have to go with, again, Carrie Sane, because yeah. it's... Like obviously she had the hardest match of probably the older ones who got through. Mm -hmm. You've got the hardest match, you obviously deserve it. I mean in terms of people who lost, uh, Sarah Logan, I thought she put on a good show in a match with me again. She's actually such a good wrestler. And oh, because obviously she was crazy Mary Dobson in ICW. Okay. The, 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 one I always, the, one, the one you always watch on YouTube is the match she had with, with Jimmy Havoc and okay, Jack yeah. Jester at the garage. <laughs> oh, anybody who takes what she got in that match deserves my respect. Oh yeah. WWE need to watch that when they gave her that gimmick. Sarah Logan, if you're listening, Stephen has so much respect for you right now. She should, be, she should have been Sister Abigail, all I'm saying. It might still happen, you never know. That would be a great backup. Okay, we're, we're currently going to reboot Raw right now with the happy Stephen. If we catch us on Anchor later on, Stephen will reboot Raw. Don't give him that much power. <laughs> Scott, how are you? Uh, the first round, who was your standout performer? Well, one name I can't believe I actually haven't mentioned her yet, uh, Shana Baszler. Yeah, given how decisively she put away her opponent in the first round, I think she had the shortest match. It in the was first two round. minutes forty-two seconds. Yeah, no, and I showed that beat her and she can end the match just like that. And given how far she went, I'm surprised no one mentioned her yet. I uh, know you are right. It was actually the, the shortest round match. The, the next one after that was like Zaya Lee versus Mercedes Martinez at like three minutes or. Sam, you know, don't mention that. <laughs> I was talking stats there for a second, but you can talk about that match. Go ahead, Jamie. The floor is yours. I don't think Baszler should have been on it. I don't think she should have been one of the competitors. And then, especially after that match, and our match afterwards, taking some of the moves that she sort of messed up quite a lot, it kind of upset me to watch that. Stephen act like a meerkat and I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for him. There, there is a tray of vegetables in the It's not just one tray, it's a whole buffet gets set This up. is what happens when I'm in the host of Guys, have some respect for me for once, please. But yeah, sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I thought Jazzy. I loved her, even though she didn't go through. Just the big woman mentality and strongness. Even our spin out forearm that. Oh my me. god, that looked brutal. That was amazing. But also, I don't like her at this point. I don't like her till later on. But Mercedes Martinez in our first round match with our dragon sleeper. Oh my god, yes. Like I don't like her, but I like. Her. That's what made me like her later on. Uh, Alright, okay, we'll see my standout performer. Obviously, I'm actually surprised that none of us have actually mentioned her so far, but it was actually Abby Leith was my standout performer in the first round. I'm not even too sure why. <laughs> see, 
disagreeing with me, and I do not care right now. I'm not even too sure why. I think it was just the whole. I was like proper into or into a comeback, and I, I don't know if any of you guys agree with me. But I do feel her alligator clutch was way too over talked about yeah. by the entire tournament, just because it was May Young's move. But no, I did like Abby Lee. So I think. I, but then again, I just I'm like I like I love comebacks. I'm the queen of comebacks. I just love them. Crackers, or anyone who stood up for you? Um, I could be biased. I know she went to her first, but I did like Kaylee Ray's performance personally. Who doesn't love Kaylee Ray's performances? She's literally there to dominate the world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> literally. I want that interview, Kaylee Ray, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already got three out of four with all the generation. We just see Kaylee now. I know. Don't you like the whole thing? Uh, that just makes it sound like a weird doll collector, Scott. That. <laughs> 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 Could you find it some too much of a show? <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's Packy's that's job and my job today. September. I'm all be back posting until September. Steven's gonna. Steven's gonna. It's it. the second ever historic women's no, show. No, it's the first ever since the first ever. First ever since the first ever. <laughs> there Steven, will always be the first. Steven ever. has ordered like a wig and a huge supply of helium to try and pass. Oh, it he's gonna be Svetlana. Uh, no, I've actually gave soundings to Dave. <laughs> me he is not allowed on my show. <laughs> not with what I've got planned. Me and him have got this sort of discussion going on. We've got a meeting care. going on. It's like, Dave, have you ever thought about dressing as a woman? The closest you'll get one. Oh! oh. oh. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, funny, I said that we were not going to diss anybody outside the panel before. Oh, well. What a shame. What a shame. It's fine. You won't listen to this show anyway. There's no half these people are. <laughs> You'll be like a hope, but where does Trish Stratus and Lisa come into this? Does that mean you guys are still to talk about the second round? We've got like eight minutes left. <laughs> Who wants to talk about the favourite match of the second round? You get two minutes. Not me, because I don't remember it. Okay, at least you're honest. Oh, there's two I liked. Piper Niven and Serena Deep and Tony Storm and Lacey Evans. Yeah, I, 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 was, I thought Tony Storm's match with Lacey Evans was really good. Uh, Lacey Evans doesn't really have a place in the hearts of the my household because uh, Warren absolutely hates her because she's the, she's the worst character on NXT. But no, it's a solid match. I agree with you on that. Because she fights like a lady. Yeah, but Warren doesn't. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Woman fights like a lady. Quacker, can you just say that to Mike again? No. Please. They don't want to hear my voice. Give us all a treat. Da da. Da-da, lady, facts like a lady! <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how about your second round? So, so this was episode 5 and 6. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's... Three of the best matches in the same round, they've been... They've got a guy versus... Peter Ripley. Yeah? Just because... <laughs> I don't know why I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like just me, I, I don't know why Abby Lace was like my standout at the first round. I had no reason. I just, I, I just liked her. There is no yeah. reason why. Scott! You should! <laughs> Scott, see if you like. Two seconds, Scott. See if you like something and you don't know how to follow up. Just say, "Cause Scott's scared." So. Right. So say again. Sorry, just say, "Cause Scott said so." It's the best match to say, man. Just Scott said so. There we go. And Jamie, how about you? Oh wait, you didn't want to. 
No, I've, I've forgotten what. I've literally got a big list. I don't remember which one. Well, was you that. had Rio Ripley versus Dakota. Uh, the, uh, Rio Ripley, Dakota Kai, Kyrie Sane, and Bianca Belair. Oh, I'm just going to say Candice Lerae because I love Candice Lerae. Oh, I love Candice. Yeah, Tony Storm versus Future in NXT. Yeah, yeah, Tony Storm versus Liberty Bell. I mean, Lacey Evans. <laughs> <laughs> We all hate Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys, you can catch that on last week's show when we actually reviewed the Glow Season 1 TV show. Because Stephen hadn't watched Season 2. Yeah, then, you, then it was my episode by episode review of Season 2. <laughs> you gotta love us. <laughs> can right. I just ask, where did Kuntar come into that? <laughs> <laughs> did she not get replaced by Jazzy Gilbert? Also, <laughs> I wasn't been watching the wrong thing on the wrong app. Oh, Do you have any standout performers from round two, Parker? <laughs> I still hear you, though, guys. Hi. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just throwing out some whimsy, some like one-liners. We were so totally professional. We were up until about ten. Wait, are we ever ago. professional? No, I know, but I tried my best. Some people start throwing food around. Yes, yeah, that threw me off. You two. Watching my goggles. Can't help it. We love the up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna quickly finish up before we go to the break. Obviously, my favorite match of round two: Serena D versus Piper Niven. Again, you can't go wrong with it. And obviously, Serena D making her nice big comeback, and obviously she's now signed at the Performance Center. But unfortunately, as a coach, still I don't know if that's like the worst thing in the world. Still better than nothing. Better than nothing. But before we move on to the quarterfinals, we are going to take a very short break. But in the meantime. Here from all 32 competitors who were actually in the tournament, and we'll catch you in a wee while. Hey guys and gals, this is the Megaton Barbie Viper, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. My name is Dakota Kai, and I am from Auckland, New Zealand. My name is Lacey Evans, and I am from Paris Island, South Carolina. My name is Abby Lace, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. My name is Kavita Devi, and I am from India. My name is Sage Beckett, and I am from Tampa, Florida. My name is Bianca Belair, and I am from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hi, I am Zeta, and I'm from Richmond, Virginia. My name is Shayna, the Queen of Spades, Baszler. I am originally from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I live and train in Los Angeles now. My name is Aisha Raymond. I'm from London, England. (laughs) My name is Tony Storm and I'm from Australia, currently living in Liverpool, United Kingdom. My name is Rachel Evers and I am from St. Paul, Minnesota. My name is Sarah Logan and I'm from uh, Hazard, Kentucky. My name is Jesse Gobert and I'm from Berlin, Germany. Uh, I'm Miranda and I'm from Houston, Texas. Soy Prisea Sukai de Monterrey, Nuevo León, Mexico. My name is Marty Bell. I'm from New York City and I'm representing the Dominican Republic. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and my name is Tainara Conti. Mercedes Martinez from Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Renee Michelle, and I'm from Washington, D.C. My name is Reina Gonzalez, and I am from the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. My name is Rhea Ripley, and I'm from Adelaide, South Australia. My name is Nicole Savoy, and I am from Sacramento, California. I'm Tessa Blanchard, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. And my name is Kaylee Ree, and I am from Glasgow, Scotland. I'm Candice LeRae, and I am from Anaheim, California. I'm Vanessa Bourne, and I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. 
My name is Serena Deep. I am from Washington, D.C. My name is Santana Garrett, and I'm from Ocala, Florida. I am Mia Yim, and I am from South Korea. Hi, my name is Piper Nevin, and I'm from Ayrshire, Scotland. My name is Kairi Seng, and I'm from Japan. <laughs> I would say I'm big and bold, and I just love going out there and having fun. Um, I'm smash mouth as well, hard hitting. I love to be aggressive in the ring, but always have fun with it. I loved to watch it like on TV when I was a kid, and I loved like the showmanship of it, and just like how it drew me in with big characters, and it was so larger in life. And I was a tomboy, so it was appealed to the rough and tumble side of me. I kind of grew out of it when I was a teenager because it wasn't really the thing for girls to like wrestling at the time. And so like if I was worried that my friends might be like, oh you like wrestling, that's weird. So I kept it real secret. When my nephew, my oldest nephew, turned nine or ten, he started to watch it and I remembered, oh, I love this stuff, this is so great. And we would like watch it together and like play wrestle in the living room and like fire bombs through the couch and stuff. And um, um, an old friend of mine said, you know there's a wrestling school like a few miles up the road and I thought I need to try this and I did and I totally fell in love with it. My mum she's she's ridiculous like she saves like every little slip of newspaper or anything she can find and like she keep it keeps it all in this thing and she's like wanting to make a book and I'm like mum people are gonna think I'm dead stop it <laughs> but she's just like she's my number one fan without a doubt she's so proud of everything I'm doing and I think she's really proud that me and other women are just like flying this flag now and pioneering and making a road for new girls to come through. Bigger women, particularly in wrestling, can be portrayed and like, you know, always dark and aggressive to like a, you know, like a bad point. They always have to be the baddie and I'm like, well I can be big and still love my metal music and come out and like, bright blue singlets and big blonde hair and big eyelashes. Like, you don't have to be one or the other. You can be who you want to be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweets. Welcome back everybody to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We are discussing the last year's May Young Classic. And I am joined in the studio by Kwaku, Gary, Steven, Ross and Jamie. Ross, sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was doing so well. The guy had to fight tooth and nail to get here. He I had know, to Ross stop is still his brother washing machine, machine as well. And you've just called him Ross. Oh my god. Scott, I do apologise. Don't hurt me. You can throw something at me right now. Do we even, we don't even look the same. I know you don't as well. We don't even look the same. We, do. we don't even look the no, same. No, you don't even look remotely alike. You're the better looking brother, if anything. Uh, don't patronise me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a nice. <laughs> <laughs> but what damage is done? <laughs> on. Well, I'm so sorry, but I'm, so I'm going to diss Ross in a minute because 
We've just discussed Stacey, unfortunately, as much as I love you, Stacey, you should have been stripped of the title. Ross, you are a terrible, terrible sweepstake holder, all right? Just, we, we, we won't be letting you do it anymore. Who put him in charge of sweepstakes? You. You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. I think he may have given that to himself. Yeah, I think it was more self-appointed. Like, uh, like Hulk Hogan, he always has to be the centre of that. <laughs> <laughs> he did, because like, he delegated all the ICW ones to me, and I'm like, well, I didn't ask for this. So I'll take the power, though. I didn't ask for it. You'd rather Ross be an ICW? I'd rather him not. That's not justice. <laughs> Just justice. Can I say, if he's appointed himself GM, I think we need like a constable. That's me. So you're Sergeant Sarah. I'm Sergeant Sarah. Should it not be the one with the worst ailing? <laughs> Dave's not here right now. I mean, Gary's here. <laughs> Gary's, not, you. Gary's not here. You can remember his age like very much. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> No, thank you, Viper. Thanks, Viper. Viper. Thank you. So, thanks, Viper. Right, so we're going to dive right in and we're going to talk about the quarterfinals, which was episode seven on the actual show that the May Young Classic was running via. So, Jamie, I'll start off with you. Is there any match that you want to talk about? You can talk about all the matches if you want. Go right. Do you know what? I literally have notes about three of them, except from Sane and Kai, because I have nothing to say about that, apart from the fact that the court of Kai's outfit did work better. <laughs> Ouch! Okay. Was it not the match? She didn't have a hair in the bunch. Yeah, it was like yeah, her hair was down and her shorts were too like they were too loose, and I was like, that's all I could focus on the full match, and I was like, that's not her. <laughs> but um, yeah, so obviously I have Abby versus Mercedes. That's when I started to grow on Mercedes because she started. That was like the face turn mm-hmm. where she stopped disrespecting her opponents, and it, it was starting to become serious. Obviously, Abby's look though, like. I, I just love how shiny me, but I, I love it. And then, but obviously that that was just a quality match, and I was happy Mercedes went through. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the next one because I'll come back. To because one. you don't like Shayna Baszler. I've got a lot to say on that. Tony Storm versus Piper Nevin. Obviously that was just a fun match. Mm-hmm. It was two friends enjoying what they were doing. They were doing the, like the technical stuff with the bridges and stuff. That was just fun. It was fun for everybody. Oh, they were having a great time with each other. They, they couldn't fault it. And then obviously you get Candice versus Baszler. Right, well we're going to allot five minutes for Jamie to uh, do this. <laughs> Have fun. I don't like Baszler. I don't like her kicks and stuff like that. It just made her look silly. Not very much of it. Candice obviously rope spots, submission spots were all great. The, the final bit though was the fact that Candice was right next to the ropes and she could have rope break the submission. So she shouldn't, Baszler shouldn't have won that. Justice for Candice. Justice for Candice. Scott, how about you? Uh, I think it would be a loser. I've got more points on all the matches. Yeah, go right ahead. Tony uh, Storm versus Viper. I'm not calling a Viper Niven. Well, to those in the WWE universe, we'll not know who Viper is. Or what her name is. Oh, why, why are they listening to this then? Well, it <laughs> might be. You see one documentary then. Thank you. And I was going to say, speaking of that documentary, if you watch that, you've seen in that documentary that Tony Storm and Viper are friends, which they played up in this match as well. I think this match. Probably their both of them best match possibly in the whole tournament. This was that uh, German suplex spot 
Another one which could have easily went very, very wrong. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Kai Tain, I thought it was also a really good match and it was kind of a different, a different match for both of them because they kept going up against people that were just a bit taller than them, whereas uh, they were both kind of the same size and as Lita, Lita's one good point on commentary during <laughs> this match was the annoying frustrating thing is when you fight somebody with a similar style as you, they always think, they're always thinking the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really good point. I wasn't as big as close attention to her here as you are, really. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Oh, just, oh, Jamie's a wrestler, she's allowed to pick up on these sort of things. Oh. I'm not allowed to say that woman's ass. There you go. <laughs> Without it being gay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was actually surprised. I was very shocked to see Abby go out at this point. Because, as you said earlier, they had filled up the Algar Cups. That so really annoyed me. It really made it look like she was going to at least get to the semis because they were probably like, this like, successor to me, young. Why did Abby go out to Nick Looking at it now, the bracket, you can see why they wanted to have her and Shayna and the semis and uh, the Shayna match, I really liked how she kind of missed a, a kick at one point and from then on Candice took advantage and it showed that you know, maybe Baszler took her a bit lightly and you know, to really capitalise and it made me really think this is, should be the match on any kind of takeover that, that Baszler loses the belt and if people want to know more about that they can read my article about it on the chair shots. Hey. So just let me shove that plug right in there. Yeah. Stephen, how about you? I shame myself for more. Well, um, I agree with Jamie on the Candice Shayna match. I thought one, it was too short. I mean, obviously, it was meant to be Shayna, it was meant to look destructive, but it was shorter than the other. Then, well, about the same length as the first round match. But uh, Candice could have easily got out of that one. I thought they could have maybe went that a bit longer because it is the quarterfinals. You can't really squash somebody of mm-hmm. Candice Lurie's. Obviously, experience, obviously, fighting. She fought men, come on. Okay. <laughs> she is known for her intergender matches, but. Show me back, lasted three minutes in this match. Three, uh, three minutes, and see the quarterfinals, the timeline was 25. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just made Candace look stupid. And it, it was all, it was kind of done just good for Johnny Gargano to jump out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Johnny Gargano, but. A wee bit of a cheap pop. Yeah, we didn't really need that. We didn't that. need that. Didn't really need that. It's one. an all women's contest. Mm. We didn't need the men. Some great deal work from Shane at the end of the match, though, having a, having a thrown a kick when Johnny was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of Abby Leaf and Mercedes Martinez, I'm going to go well against a lot of the panel here. I thought Abby was a weak link in these eight. I don't think she should have been in the quarterfinals. Yeah. I, I was not impressed with any of the matches there. You look at that kind of bracket, I mean, again, I'll go back to you. Why would Jazzy Gilbert not in this, in this final I'll, I'll, I mean, Jazzy Gilbert versus Mercedes Martinez. How good would Marti- Ma- uh, Mercedes <laughs> Martinez have looked to have beaten the German, the big German lassie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just like Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you can listen to that on our Glow Review but, show um, last week. Other than, because to be honest with you, that, that bracket was probably the one if you looked at it to start with, especially after Marty Bell went out. Marty Bell went out. <laughs> Marty Bell of the Dollhouse fame in TNA, come on, her and Mia Yim in the same team, mm-hmm. with uh, Tarine Terrell, the former Mrs. Galloway. How <laughs> <laughs> well say it. But yeah, um, the bottom half of the bracket though, always, uh, you kind of started to see this one, that one of these four would probably win it, because mm-hmm. up until this point they were the standouts in the full tournament. Uh, Carrie Sarah talked about earlier on, uh, Tony Storm, Viper, Dakota Kai, I think, I thought whoever would have one of these four were going to win it, and I thought the, ma- the matches were solid. It's, it's hard to say what's not been said by Jamie and Scott beforehand about these matches. Yeah, Gary, anything for you to add? Yeah, I think you look at these, if you take these eight wrestlers, you list them out and you have to make matches. I'm not sure you get a better mix of matches than what they currently have. Tony and Viper, 
Kyrene, Dakota, Shane and Candice, you know, on paper they're all pretty good matches. So I, I like the quarterfinals for that reason. I think people won were the right winners and whilst I would have preferred to see a more competitive match between Candice and Shayna, I did like the the proper heel behaviour from from Shayna at the end of this match as well. So this is you know, if you needed an indication that she was one of the chosen ones from this tournament, you certainly got it from this match. It was crystal clear. I quite liked throughout the tournament that we finally got to see the like Della Horsewomen. You got to see Rhonda and then the other two whose names I can't remember. Yeah, Rhonda <laughs> and the other two. The other one that's married to Roderick Strong. I see, I thought it was. <laughs> and <laughs> the other one, the one that looks like Axel Rose a bit. Wow. <laughs> wow. You do realise they could be. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know where I live. <laughs> You can tell. You can post it on your next chairshot.com app. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Faku, do you have any standout matches from the quarterfinals? Oh, you the very you hit me on the spot right there. Because I'm trying to remember, like, I've watched this all when it came out, and I'm trying, I've not watched this in a year, so I'm trying to refresh my memory here. You can tell like a research thing. You can tell I picked my panel very well. You can't make research To be fair, he's kind of part of the furniture. I know, I could just lift you. I'm sorry, I've realised that she's going to beat me up after this, I'm sorry. It's fine, she threatened to beat me up last week and I'm safe, so... Not so now. Anyway, just to be different to all of you and be carrying the flag of Scotland, I'm going to say a standout for me was Pipe and Ever versus Serena Deep. Whatever it was. We're talking about the quarterfinals. That was a round before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you are being different. You're saying the one match. <laughs> We've been talking about this for 10 minutes. <laughs> you I was pointing to the ones. Steven, are you as, you, as you find out, doing a producer is hard work. <laughs> you play like Candy Crush on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've not. I've, not today. I've been, not I've right been, now, I've been sending out Instagram posts of your ugly face. So. <laughs> so I'm assuming you mean Tony Storm versus Viper. Yes, that one. Aye, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was an amazing match. It was very good. It was. These two ladies, I believe one of them was called, what's her name? Oh yeah, Piper Nevin. And the other one was uh, a Tony Storm. It was, it was an amazing match. I loved it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I loved it. I'm not even going to offer my opinion after that. I can't follow that. <laughs> We're going to move swiftly on to the semi-finals now. So, but just to refresh Quackers memory, I'm going to just talk and say who was actually in the semi-finals. So you had Mercedes Martinez versus... Say what? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Mercedes Martinez versus Shayna Baszler. Baszler, <laughs> And then you also had Kyrie Stane against Tony Storm. Uh, Scott, I'll start with you. Uh, I it will... is Scott, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gold star for you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to seem too patronising that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I really loved the Mercedes Martinez-Shayna Baszler match because uh, she was the one person that Baszler actually agreed to shake the hand of, did you notice? Uh, for the match, and they mentioned how they, they knew each other outside of the this and Mercedes, he clearly she didn't care, she just went right for her. And I think you can hear somebody shout to Mercedes, teach her how to wrestle. Didn't she actually do that though? Yeah. Wasn't she her trainer? Yeah, they were, so, it was day two, I think it was, I, was it? Was no, it was, uh, there was another one in the stable. 
Nicole Savon. Was it Nicole Savon? I went out in second round to Canada. Ah, yeah. Did you say Aisha Raymond? I forgot she was even in there. She was in the first round, apparently. She also won a Nostro. That's kind of good. Carrying on. We will not talk about that. I can't remember where I was. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. And you can see look at this match why, as I said, they wanted Mercedes to beat Abdelay. And then the other match, apparently, from what I heard, the spot in when Kerry Jane dies to the outside neck and had to put red on the metal ramp, she apparently had metal concussed herself. Well, that was smart. Yeah. So when you watch the rest of the match and see some of the spots, it's a bit harsher to look at when you realise she may be concussed. Mm hmm. I think she kind of woke up and realised, why am I dressed like a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's probably what created the pirate. <laughs> she had a Scott moment, she's like, wait a minute, I'm not white? It's Sean. Sean, 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 uh, Sean Walker. Oh. I'm Ginger? <laughs> I'm a pirate? <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, I don't know how valid this is, so it's a pinch of salt here, but I, from what I heard, apparently, there was another different idea about who was going to fight Carrie Sane in the final. Apparently, Tony Storm was going to be on the other side and then meet her in the final. But the reason Baszler ended up meeting her in the final is because at that time, they were still planning doing the Four Horsemen versus Four Horsemen match at Mania, which is also why they had them in the crowd and did that, uh, that angle on WWE.com that all said that plans changed as they often happened in the arena as well because yeah. Charlotte Bailey and Becky, Becky were, were, were in the front row yeah. the other side. Yeah. I don't know why where Sasha was at this point then. Just do good Probably be sorry that she wasn't in the spotlight. We can join join by Corey Graves for a minute. Sorry, I couldn't. Yeah, like I said, I'm sorry both matches. Stephen. Uh, yeah, I, I was I'm again going to go against the people. I thought she, uh, Shayna came across really well in the whole tournament, and obviously it is clear that she wasn't as experienced as the other ones of the wrestling. But you can see. She doesn't, she plays to her strength when she's in the ring, she doesn't try the technical, she just goes, she kicks, she taps him out. Uh, that stupid woman saying she's got was terrible about snap tapping. Snap tapping that? Yeah. yeah. Something like that, it's, it's like a weird rendition of Snap Crap on Pop. What was it that person on NXT preview who kicks it Snap Tap or Crap? Oh, I don't know. I hope that god awful guy. Oh, uh, uh, yes. He <laughs> Why is he even on that? No, he's, from a, he's from actual sports and Dewey loves Ooh, real sports. Loves real sports people. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought this uh, this was probably the, the best test of shit of, of Shayna and obviously against her mentor and I thought again they played it well, tapping her tapping her mentor. It was kinda like a bit of a passing of the torch type thing and I thought it was perfectly done. Uh at the bottom half of it, uh you would have been happy if any of these two won it to be fair and Kyrie and Tony. Both of them were absolutely, had absolutely brilliant tournaments and uh, it was just, uh, can I say they have a bad match in this tournament? I don't no. think she, she has a standout in pretty much. She's in the top See, two in every bombing. I actually, I actually kind of knew Kyrie Sane before this tournament. Personally? What? No. <laughs> Name dropping there. No. no because I'm friends with this ladies and gentlemen. No. Friends! I wish. Uh, so when Viper and Piper went out to Japan, I did watch one of her matches at Stardom, and it was against Kairi Sane, oh. and it was an awesome match. That's a bit of a damn screw. Have you said you are? You, you, you are. You are. Can you have to then watch her <laughs> I watched her on TV one time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her before she was cool. Right, and next time I have an interjection, I'll just stay silent for all year. Hey guys, about yourselves. Hey guys, I watched all of John Cena's main event WrestleMania Mister, matches. Mister, Mister, Mr. Styles. Exactly. <laughs> Mister, it's my podcast, find a new producer. 
I think I couldn't even put any words to describe it actually because I, I okay I fell asleep during that okay <laughs> I, I I can't help it I can tell you were trying <laughs> I did I really really tried I did I did but no I think like I did actually pay attention to Kyrie Sane versus Tony Storm ma mainly because it was Tony Storm but I I don't know what it was obviously like that match even actually lasted a lot longer and in my opinion like as over as Kyrie Sane was Tony Storm was more over in my opinion, and I think it should have been her versus Shayna in the final. And obviously, we, we did get that rematch at the uh, like that sort of match at the UK Championship, and Tony should have won. Tony should have won the one with belt. She's got such a great personality, Tony Storm. Though, exactly. if I give it, you just kind of you drawn to. I mean, I, me and Laura watched this tournament together, and she was she never she'd only seen Tony Storm's uh, brief appearance in that triple threat match at the UK tournament yeah. before this one, and she was like, I really like there's something about her that I really like to watch, you know. So. So somebody who's not as into wrestling as Laura really likes her. I mean, imagine us hardcore fans, how we can get drawn to her, you know? But uh, if she was in the top half of the bracket, she shouldn't be in the final either. No, I, I hear you. Like, I noticed on before. Um, obviously, I know her name and stuff like that. Um, but going in here, I knew obviously Carrie Sane was like the favourite to win, mm -hmm. so I didn't really pay attention much to her matches, but Storm was definitely outstanding for me. I say it's not only that, she, I, I'm pretty sure she was actually the current Progress Women's Champion at the time, wasn't she? Yeah, the inaugural Progress Women's Champion. Yeah, I think they actually mentioned any other promotions apart from Progress, unfortunately, from the UK. Yeah. I think Jim Ross mentioned ICW like once. They did mention uh, that Adelaide had been uh, in Chikara Grand Champion at one point. Mm -hmm. There wasn't only really, like, the only current champion in that competition of our respective promotion, or am I wrong? Um, I think so. I, think I don't have enough room to actually. Yeah, because Kate, Kate, Kate had lost the SW Women's to uh, Casey at that point. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. Uh, so, so she could have went away. Mm -hmm. um, but. That ain't true. I'm waving, <laughs> oh, Jamie's waving. I think um, I'm going to get the floor to Jamie. Oh, that's amazing. I, I just wanted to say that with all the guys that I totally disagree, that Basler shouldn't have went through. Thank you. Yeah. Think about it long term now, right? You look at her, she's an NXT champion, right? Boom. With the whole nobody can beat me, except you got bit by one of the smallest competitors in the competition. <laughs> I think it would have been better in storytelling terms that she put her guard down, she did the handshake, that was the first time she did it in the competition, she took it seriously. That should have been the time where she lost because she let her guard down. And Mercedes should have gone through. Mm -hmm. And well, it's not just because I hate a whole bunch of nodding in the studio and stuff. I think Jamie's actually made such a good point that I think the guys have actually maybe changed their opinion a little bit. Um, so, so before we get to the final, obviously, because we all know who we went to, but who out of the entire tournament, who was your pick from the start and who was your standout performer from the entire tournament? So, Gary, some of you. Pick from the start's a good one. Uh, like I said, there was a lot of the lot of these competitors I didn't know. So, um, speaking as a fan, this one I was cheering on for Viper throughout uh, the tournament, and it was great watching it with Lucy as well, and uh, her cheering on for Piper Niven as I was cheering on for Viper throughout mm -hmm. it. So, um, she probably was my pick, but standout the whole tournament. Uh, 
it probably has to be uh, Kyrie. She came from absolutely nowhere to to win in the tournament, but also uh, Tony Storm stood out as a star of my eye. She was one of the ones I was absolutely convinced once this was finished that Tony would be signed and we'd be seeing her on NXT mm-hmm. within weeks. So the fact taking WWE a year to sign her up surprises me somewhat. So that'd be my my picks. Yeah, Stephen. Jazzy uh, Gilbert. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually watched this after you who won it, so I couldn't really get a gauge on who I thought would have actually won it at the start because I kind of mm-hmm. knew who had won it when I was watching it. Yeah, that's uh, exactly about spoilers. I know, terrible. But yeah. even WWE, when they release stuff onto the network, they gave away the spoilers by the little uh, thumbnails. The, uh, the and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. Uh, in terms of standout from the tournament, uh, <laughs> I would probably have to say. Uh, Tony Storm yeah. would be my standout um, because of how young she was and obviously the fact that she did, I thought her route to the tournament compared to a lot of the others was very tricky. She came up against three top opponents in fight for Lacey Evans and Aisha Raymond yeah. and Scott? was the standout them all. Uh, I'm going uh, to tell how she was young because it was always a buzz of her coming in even though I didn't know her and I had heard that she had signed and uh, as I do learn from the food that I've before as much as you might like well, from the top, yeah, if they don't sign, they're not going to win. We mm-hmm. already thought that she said, you were going to go through if we hadn't signed, so we lost in the semis. But I knew she was going to win because she'd signed. But I was going to say, probably a tie for my standout between Viper and probably Dakota Kai. Oh, right, okay. And Jamie? I agree with Gary. From a fan's point of view, obviously, you wanted Kaylee and Viper to go through just for that sort of hometown pride sort of thing. Um, but my two standouts were, of course, Jazzy, just because I'd never seen her before, and just <laughs> the power of the woman. And again, just that spin out forum, um, and all that. And also, another standout, not not just because of her matches, but also because of her personality, was Rachel Evers. All right. I loved how she came into it, and she was like, Do you know what? I know there's all these styles, but I can do it too. I can do the hard hit, and I can do the high flying. It's a shame she didn't go further, but it was... Surprised she never got further because of Will Adler. They did bring that up on her, so she, I think that's why she doesn't actually use the same name as um mm-hmm. to sort of try and stay away from that. So, so you can, it's it was a whole story with Charlotte, obviously she wants to build her own path and not buy, buy into her dad's legacy. Because mm-hmm. that, in a way, it does actually make them have to work harder for it. Um, quickly before we move on to the finals, also, I'll give my, obviously everyone knows that my pick from the very, very start was Tony Storm. As soon as she was announced, I, don't, I could see her winning. Obviously, again, I agree with Jamie, the hometown pride of obviously wanting Kayleigh Ray and Viper to progress on so well, and it's such a shame that Kayleigh didn't make it past the first round. Um, but it was really good to see Viper represented all the way through to the quarterfinals. Absolutely loved it. Um, but my standout performer, oh, well, there's loads of them, obviously. I think I've got three. But obviously, it's Tony, Viper, and Candice LeRae. Obviously, apart from her squash match, which made her look stupid. But the rest of the time, she was brilliant. Quacky, do you have a standout performer at all? Viper, hey. Tony Storm? Yeah. Mercedes Martinez? Piper and Evan. Piper and Evan. It's, it's going to be my answer to everything pretty much. Alright, okay. Sorry, it is the way it is. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big Viper fan, I'm a big Kayleigh Ray fan. Is what it is what mm-hmm. is. Right, so we're going to quickly move on to the final. Obviously this was the live episode that aired on the WWE Network and it was Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Opinions on this match? Scott, I'll start with you. Uh, a good match. I think they could have given it another five minutes. Maybe, um, but my main thing with this match is I think it was a mistake to have it 
right after Smart doing the way they did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because unlike Bill Say, which is slightly like, the most hardcore and the most hardcore in that game, it's only a limited people who can get in. These people would just have to like a two or Smart probably main event date before that. And you can see there's more people sharing at the start, but there were people at the start and that's looking on their phones or kids who barely didn't know who they were. Obviously by the end they got them into it, but I think it was just in the I like the only reason they done it because it was in Vegas and Baylor being MMA and uh, Vegas is a big fight town for like USC and boxing events. That's maybe why they did it. And also following their theater and ring instruction probably went longer than Shane Basil's first round match. <laughs> As you agree, Jamie. This is one that again like it was a wrestling show and fair enough it's a different crowd for the final but this is one where it shouldn't it shouldn't have been them two like as much as good the match was they needed a bigger name like for actual wrestling fans Carrie Sane was a big name to everybody they were looking forward to it but for the family WWE generation they're not going to know like they might know Tony Storm they've seen other the other girls in NXT and stuff and just with Basil coming in from UFC, obviously she's not a wrestler, she doesn't know how to, she's learned how to do it, but she can't really implement it. I just think it was a bit of a mess at the end. Yeah. Stephen? Uh, I, I say this in no disrespect to both Shayna and Kairou, who are both good, uh, good at what they do, but you can't not compare this final to the final of the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, even though you can't compare them obviously in the ring, I thought the way they did to the Cruiserweight Classic finale was so much better than this and I think that kind of let this one down. With the Cruiserweight Classic finale, you had the semi-final matches were there. You had that match in between Cedric and Noam Dar against uh, DIY and then you had the final and I thought it just kind of, the whole way they presented that and obviously the, the storytelling in those matches uh, worked so much better than this one. I, I agree with Scott, 12 minutes felt really short, especially... There was no time limit for that match. There was no time limit. The semi-final match with Tony Storm and Kyrie Sane went on for longer. Mm -hmm. uh, when you kind of take it in that way, I mean, it, it just felt like... It had such a good build-up to it, and it felt like it just fell flat. Uh, right person won out of the two, though. Uh, Kyrie, oh. obviously... Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a shame how Kyrie's been booked in NXT since then, obviously, though. I mean, you think winning it probably should have won the, the women's title at the takeover of the whole probably. games. Uh, since then, Make it actually mean something. She's, she's dropped to Lacey Evans. Wasn't there That's about all you can say. Just, just, just vacate the title, wasn't there rumours that, that the final was going to be for the title? There were rumours of that because I mean, the fact that they didn't do that and they just got a trophy. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Kessie Flack is good friend of the year before the Cruiser Classic, TJ Burton got the trophy and the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. Which made it feel a bit more because they had, they had the title. Yeah, I think they were to get a title shot was the situation. No, they, uh, they, they only mentioned that on the NXT TV, so like, oh, the winner between these two people are going to get um, in the Fatal 4 way, was it? Or was it yeah, yeah, yeah. a Fatal 4 way? Yeah. 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 As good a match as that was, I mean, Scott has a good point. Why would this one not be for the title? You could have then had Kyrie Sane versus Emma Moon and a wee bit of a feud. And then you can have it. And then obviously, with NXT since then, they've pushed Baszler to the moon. Mm -hmm. If they're going to do that with Baszler, why is Baszler not winning this? Yeah. It's, it just makes it. it just I like how you said they pushed her to the moon when she beat Ember Moon. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm sure she's going to look like what's like by, but uh, just like Gary sliding into the end. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Gary, how, how about you? Thank like you. Being in this podcast has been an education. Every day is a school day. I <laughs> Never knew what DM sliding was before, <laughs> before I joined I here. I know, I'm now. 
Um, I watched this back last night. It's my my memory or feeling about it was as Scott described that I thought this was a you know the presentation of it was a bit of a letdown, uh, and this the scenario that Stephen painted was I think the way they should have went with it. But watching it back again, I look you know looking back on it now, uh, they did make a bigger deal out of it, or it felt like they were trying to make more of a spectacle out of it. Um, but also, when we think back on some of the scenarios we talked about, the crowd not knowing really what had happened, with the story of these people getting to the final, they sat through three hours of stuff to get there. We had um, loads of filler before the guys actually hit the ring as well, that we had Renee Young out doing whatever she does <laughs> and uh, kind, kind of journalism yeah doing all that stuff so they had quite a bit but also the shortness of the match really stands out here because you don't have that story to tell of actually they've been through all these tough matches they had a month off so they, <laughs> they or however long it was so they had time to both of them be fresh and have a long match so the idea of like, you fought four matches tonight and now's the final the two of them are exhausted beat up 12 minutes yeah you can understand a bit then um, and I wonder now you know if WWE were to rebook this would they actually book Kyrie as the winner given the, the way the, the paths that they've sent these two on with Shayna being the all dominant champion and Kyrie being very much stuck in the mid card yeah well I was actually I'm going to throw it out to the, very, uh, throw it out to the panel obviously do you think the right person won? At the time? At the time, yes. At the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No? You don't think Harry should have won it at the time? No, I thought Shayna was being built as the star for it. Um, I wonder if they went with Kyrie just to send the fans home happy, a bit like the Mustache Mountain pop at Cheap pop. UK Championship. Kind of that. I know they've only watched it the second time around that, like, I mentioned this, I think, in the, the UK show, that how from the beginning it was positioned as a fan favorite where it's done with the heels without doing anything to get through to the next round and it kind of did a similar thing with Sane and Baszler where Baszler was in start she didn't care what anybody else thought she was going to just beat people and get through whereas Kevin was smiling and he was in interview please cheer for me so they were positioned as the good guy and the good the good and the baddie for the entire tournament similar to Bait and Dunn Perfect, right. Well, so we have looked back on the May Young Classic of 2017. Now we will be looking forward just for a few minutes to the May Young Classic of 2018, May Young Classic 2. Now, just looking in front of me, there's actually 11 people that have been signed for the tournament. Ooh. And I was like, I will be enlisting Kwaku for a couple of them. I can announce that I can pronounce some of them. I will enlist Kwaku. Let, so. let me get a small briefing first, continue. Right, okay. So obviously the first, like the one that obviously everyone, it was like one of the first people that were announced. So obviously it was Lo Shirai. Now I'm pretty sure she was actually meant to be in the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she was. Um. Obviously another person. Obviously that was a very big, big deal that they've made of signing her. Obviously seen her in Stardom, seen her in Japan. Absolutely incredible performer. Obviously I think she'll be a standout for, for that one. The next one we have Ginny representing England. Obviously you know, current Progress Women's World Champion. We also have the returning Caitlin, I would say from our high set. And there was much rejoice. I will get to all your discussions and reactions in a wee second once I announce them. Right, so we've got Nicole Matthews representing Canada, now I'm not too familiar with this lassie. 
Rena Gonzalez is returning for the tournament. I'm pretty sure she was in the. I'm pretty sure she was in the first one. Was she not? Yes. Yes, Rena Gonzalez. She lost in the call support. There we go. Rhea Ripley is also returning, representing Australia. <laughs> Tegan Knox is representing Wales. Obviously, Stephen's Come quite on. happy. <laughs> she is known to the universe as either Stephanie or Nixon Newell. And one of the other signings, which we we saw it coming a mile off the minute she signed with NXT, but it's Diana Perazzo. And I'm going to quickly pass over to Quacky, mm -hmm. our you know resident translator, because I cannot pronounce the other ones. At least I'll admit it. Okay, so what's it that one? Uh, was it Jesse Elaban? Elaban. I can do that one. Uh, Diana. Oh, uh, Diana Perazzo. Um, it's that last at the bottom, I think it was. Venice Gabriel. There's Gabrielle, she's representing the Philippines. <laughs> and Casey Kitasano, that yeah. lassie that did the American Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. That woman. Cantazaro. There we go, thank you, Quacky. No worries. So, obviously, now that we've, we know 11 of the 32 competitors so far, I'm going to throw this out. I'll start off with Jamie. I'm not even going to look at you while I ask this. What do you think about the names that have been announced so far? Uh, I'm quite excited, um, especially for Jenny. I quite enjoy her work, and she's also well. She, she's obviously a big deal in England, but she's lesser known up in Scotland. But she has a big deal in the British scene compared to having just all the Scottish girls and the Irish girls. It's good to see someone else getting the opportunity, and then hopefully that will bring in a couple other names. I would hear so many ones that not saying to all the sport, Scott. Uh, I like people who think that I'm not, I don't know all of them, although I actually liked Caitlin in her first run. Like, like the only problem was she was kind of thrown in at the deep end, like a lot of them were at that thing, like before she was ready to be a buy in NXT, and I think she was only just getting good as a friend at the time that she left. Just when she was leaving, yeah. She has had some proper training in the time since, so hopefully she'll uh, surprise a lot of people when she comes back, and I'm very happy to see Rhea Ripley because she was one of my favourites in the last, in the last mm -hmm. tournament. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, Lotion Eye is one of the names that will stand out to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, Diana Perazzo, I that name right? Perazzo, yes. Yes, uh, obviously, because of um, Marty Skills, her boyfriend, you know, so. I'm so jealous for him. <laughs> <laughs> for Marty or for her? Both. Both. <laughs> Both. I'm not even going to deny that. So, but, but that's just not all she's about. She's really good in the ring, oh, but. Okay. As you probably would gather from her on the show, I'm so excited that Nixon Newell. I'm not even going to say her new name because that's what she is. Uh, Becky Newell. She, if she does not win this tournament, if Becky Lynch does not win the SmackDown Women's Title, <laughs> if Candice LeRae does not win the NXT Women's Title by the end of this year, and if Bailey doesn't win the Raw Title, no, no, no. <laughs> no. we're still waiting for Nikki to get her title. You can, you can wait in line. Ah, uh, Bailey can wait. She can finish her. Nikki's getting, Nikki's getting her late. It's fine. She's, she's, she's happy. <laughs> not that Nikki. Wrong Nicky. What Nicky? Oh, Cross. Oh, Nicky Cross. I think it was Nicky Bella. Nicky Bella's the one I used to talk about most of the time. Oh, that's yeah, but Nicky, Nicky Cross was also involved at NXT TakeOver. She was. She was. Yeah. I saw a little bit about that guy. <laughs> Gary, what do you think about the names to pronounce, uh, pronounce announced so far? Yeah. I think the reaction from, from my esteemed colleagues tonight <laughs> uh, <laughs> sums things up quite nicely. The fact that you guys are getting excited about this, speaks volumes for the people that they brought in. Cause, you know, for all your faults, you know you're wrestling. Yay! Did you want fault with that? I Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. I was nice about you, kind of, today. Like, we don't yeah, I was saying you know your stuff. But what about the rest of us? 
can't help being ginger, so we as well. Oh god! Is that the family? <laughs> <laughs> he knows something about it. Gary, 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 carry on please before the sticker and then I get in the corner. Excited about Ginny, pleased that, really pleased that she's been announced as part of it. Uh, some of the new names that have been mentioned are new to me, so I'm looking forward to seeing them. Pleased that the, the two ladies that we've touched on have got the, that were in the tournament last year, but a chance. Mm-hmm. Clearly, WWE's seen huge potential there, so I'm expecting big things <laughs> from them in this year's tournament. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so happy. It's like seeing Diana Perazzo, I'm pretty sure she was used as um, the La Luchadora before it was announced that it was actually Mickey James. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I could tell it was her knee pads. I don't know why, I could tell it was her knee pads. But again, That's so you ha- know you watch too much wrestling. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. It's, it's better than doing drugs, it's okay. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely excited for Jenny, obviously. I'm loving what she's doing in progress right now. Absolutely loving her. And next to Newell, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So happy about that. Best thing to come out of Wales, ever. <laughs> can't can't so disagree. Was that Mark Andrews? Sorry. No. Best thing, to, best thing to come out of Wales since Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> right, but obviously that's only 11 that's been announced. Obviously there's potentially going to be 32 women in this tournament, so who would you guys actually like to see that's obviously not signed to World of Sport? I've got five in my list. All right, Gary, so, you go. So, I'd love to see Isla Dawn yeah. in it. Representing um, Scotland. Yeah. Jazzy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Why see that Jazzy? Uh, I'd like to see Rachel Evers get another go, another go at mm-hmm. it. And I wonder, I'm going to say actually, if these might be in it, but possibilities. The other two from the four horsewomen, if one or two of them might oh, be in it. God, I hope but not. ideally would love Awesome Kong to be back. Oh my yes. god! My boy! Uh-huh. Stevie, how about you? Uh, I'm a the destroyer, come on! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, oh, it, you want Lana? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Please carry on, we're, we're getting near the end, come on guys. No, Isla Dawn's a great show. I was trying to think. Who from the kind of regulars in the Scottish scene could really go up? Because most of them are signed with World of Sport. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's five last to sign with World of Sport. You've got Aisha, you've got Sammy. Sammy J. She's recovered from injury, but. Yeah, yeah she's a good shout. I mean, I don't know. This, so could be, this could be a great She part. did attend tryouts, so she is actually known to the WWE coaching staff, so you never know. This could be a great chance, a great platform for the, for the debut of the Purple Rain. Never oh, knows my Actually, Jane, I'll go over to you. Who would you like to see be announced for the main Classic this year? Um, well, the guy that said that, I hope you think it's awesome, Colin. Um, <laughs> my two from Britain is obviously Dahlia Black, which well, is not from Britain, but she did wrestle a lot here, and Sia Brookside. I'd love to see her get a shot in there. Jordan Grace is also a big one for me. Yeah. I would love to see her get an opportunity, um, especially with how young she is. Uh, well, obviously I think we're going to see similar ones that we've seen at the, the UK or at all, especially mm-hmm. like Kelly Kelly and Isla Dawn. Uh, I'd like to see Mercedes Martinez and Mia uh, Young come back and hopefully get things. They'd be great fits for NXT. Sadly, we won't get to see Viper back. And I think Steve Priestley, she also seems to want to. She is also seems to want to support, yes. I've seen her at some of our matches in Nixon Mill, which were quite good. Oh, yeah. And uh, I heard you mention it before, and I'll mention it. Um, Martina, I don't think she's signed anywhere. Ah, we want the session more. I don't think the WWE. Oh, break up John Cena, Nicky. I don't know if the WWE audience would really. The WWE viewers were so fancy, Martina. Oh, definitely. So fancy. 
She would Mar- do well in full, full sale. Martina <laughs> wins the May Young Classic. Martina wins wins the May Young Classic after she pulls a Toblerone. <laughs> 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 it's like the big one you get the And then two free ones. Oh, the, the pop. Oh, <laughs> we are fantasy the kid. Hashtag book Martina. These are people who are in the you know, make it brought them for like. Uh, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, and Lisa Ames are all part of NXT and now maybe they may get another chance with somebody else who's currently in NXT. No, loads of great names that people have been yeah. saying around the room. Obviously, if you, when you guys are listening, tweet us in who would you like to see in the Mayo Classic this year? Yes, just tweet us at Suplex Retweet. We are on Facebook and Instagram as well. Obviously, and unfortunately, guys, this is the end of the show. Mm-hmm. We were having such fun. We were having <laughs> such fun. Also, I want to thank my panel, so I want to thank Gary. Thank you. Stephen. Thank you very much. Scott. Thank you. Jamie. You're welcome. I really want to thank Quacky for being here and helping me out in the producer chair today. No worries. And next week, obviously, Shug's having a house party, guys. Woohoo! Oh, I mean Shug. I'm so sorry. Shug. 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 Or Shug's. It was a Shug's house party last year, the Gnome Dark called it. So. But no, Shug's having a house party at the O2 Sportatorium yeah. <laughs> on the 28th and 29th of July. So we will be back next week. Stephen will be in the hosting chair. He's kicking, uh, me, out. He's kicking me out. Yes, we'll be previewing all the matches. Okay. That's, that, 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 that is the extent. You cannot talk. You're not talking to anyone about your Spotify. We will be breaking down all the matches for night one and night two. Obviously, I will be wearing a white cowboy hat, guys. Look out for it. Just oh, trust this. No. <laughs> No! Well, you tell me you haven't bought a week cable help up too? Okay, no. you can see Ross's face. Oh, sorry, I already promised it. Okay, so. My one. I'm taking selfies with a dog to show my support for Lionheart. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find a dog first. Something else. <laughs> I would like you my dog, but no, my dog likes just just. I like how you were all going to say dogs, I was going to say something insulting, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> anyway. Get your quote yeah. <laughs> anyway guys, we will be back next week. Obviously Stephen will be hosting. We'll be breaking down all the matches from night one and night two of Chuck's house party. Join us back next week and we'll catch you guys later. Bye! Bye! Bye, Bye driver! Listen cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!